buenos dias, Philadelphia, and welcome to another week, another brand spanking new week in the beautiful world that is Philly Sports. I want to welcome everybody to Oi and Philly Sports, the show where we hang out. Now, I mean, being dead serious, we just hang out and we talk Philly Sports. Uh, it's been a crazy weekend for myself. If you guys haven't uh, seen, I, I, I have a new member to my family. Uh, we got a new dog here in this household. So, uh, yeah, Saturday and Sunday, there was a lot of excitement and just a lot of attention being put into a new dog. I mean, if anyone who is a dog owner and knows what it's like transitioning a dog into your household, there's, you know, routines got to be set up and your schedule kind of has changed. I now have to wake up and my first thought is not what sports need to be covered today. It's Cleo needs to go to the bathroom. Cleo needs to eat. Cleo needs some fresh water. And I am becoming more and more of an adult, and I honestly hate it. So I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding, guys. But it, it, it's it's really awesome when you if you guys haven't gotten there yet. When you get to that day, just waking up and looking at this animal and knowing that that's your animal, and she's pretty awesome. Uh, I'm still in the confliction here. Uh, me and my girlfriend have an adopted dog. We adopted this dog uh, from a rescue. Uh, shouts to Pauls in Philly. Um, and we received her with a name called Cleo, which is a pretty name. I don't want to slander the name, especially if you are named Cleo, especially if you do have a dog or a pet named Cleo. But my girl and I are not really feeling the name. So we kind of going back and forth and, you know, trying to decide, do we rename her? What do we rename her as? And what kind of fits her and what kind of fits us as a couple? And I, you know me, guys, I want to name this dog as close as possible to a Philly sport name, anything in relation to Philadelphia sports. It's been really hard. I, I've came up with, with Harper uh, and Nola. Uh, my girl wants to call her Nala, which is a beautiful name, but I, 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 I just, I, I need that. I need that closeness. She's trying to name my dog Nova. Are you kidding me? Me and my girl got to really got to do. We call, you're call my dog after Villanova? We are a Temple family. P.U. baby. And yes, we saw that win on Friday night. Let's go, Owls. But no, I'm not naming my dog after Villanova. Yes, we'll root for Villanova in March if Temple's not in the big dance. But that's about it. I'm not naming my dog after Villanova. She will not be idolizing Arch or, or Chris Jenkins or Jay. Now, listen, we love Jay right here. That's one thing that we will not change. But, you know, it's, 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 it's a battle, guys. And we will, we will figure it out. We will figure it out. But I'm, I'm happy to have another part of my family just, just growing. Um, kids will come eventually. All that stuff. But right now, it's a third in my family, and I'm and I'm really happy. And I'm really and obviously, of course, this weekend was the first weekend without all five Philly sports in rotation, which was a little relaxing. But you had back to back Saturday and Sundays with the Flyers and Sixers on both days, so you had a lot going on. And of course, I get the dog in the midst of all this, but you know, it was it was well well overdue because we were supposed to have a dog in the end of October. But, of course, the Phillies and the Union decided to go on championship run, so we kind of had that delayed. But we got the damn dog. We sealed the damn deal. Transfer fee is final. Physical cleared. Starting this weekend, Cleo Zapata. We'll see. For now. For now. But, yeah, so we're going to talk some Sixers. We're obviously going to talk some Flyers as well. I think predominantly here today we'll talk mostly Sixers and Flyers. But we'll also be talking about the Birds. Obviously, we we don't need to go in deeply into the game because we, we already previewed that. On fr last Friday, we previewed tonight's game against the Commanders. So if you guys want in-depth coverage of the preview, head on over to my YouTube channel. 
that has a full preview. We'll just talk about last minute stuff and anything you guys are feeling here. Any anything anything you really want to add on to this game tonight? You can definitely uh, throw it in the comment section. I'm leaving the link to come in the show. Uh, we'll bring you guys in here as as this preview goes or as this away Philly sports goes on. So if you guys want to come in, give us your two cents. We would love to hear it. So definitely come on in for sure. Uh, we'll talk some Phillies. Obviously, the topic today: Xander versus Trey Turner. That's kind of what it's been, Xander Bogars or Trey Turner, what do Dombrowski and the Phillies go for? We'll talk about that. Um, not much with the Union. Obviously, we're still recovering. And everyone really in the soccer world is getting ready for the World Cup. That's really where we're all at, gearing up a cup, which begins in six days. Uh, I'm excited for that one. Um, not too excited. We'll get to it in a second. But, yeah, it's, it's always exciting having the World Cup come back. But we're going to get to it, guys. We're going to get to it. I want to welcome everybody to Oin Philly Sports. If you guys haven't already, make sure you guys hit the like button. And subscribe for more Philly sports. Um, real quick, uh, what an NFL Sunday we had. First off, it was an absolutely wild, wild uh, Sunday. Titans almost lost to the Broncos. Um, the Vi- the Vikings won an overtime over the Bills. How legit are the Vikings, people? And that that catch by Justin Jefferson, holy malo balonies! What a freaking catch by JJ, dude. That is by far. The best catch in NFL history. You're talking a one-handed snag. You got to pull that away from a damn defender. That is 110%. The best catch in NFL history. I don't know how he caught that. I quite literally don't know how he caught that. But kudos to the Vikings. Will we have a Vikings versus Eagles NFC Championship game? I still got question marks about Kirk Cousins, if I'm being quite honest with you guys. But, you know, the Vikings are definitely in a good spot. Um, real quick, the Bucks and the Seahawks. Not a very entertaining game. And obviously, the Bucks, if you haven't learned already, Tommy Boy cannot go out for a catch, but Nick Foles can. And I thought that the Germany game was solid. I don't understand the people making fun of the Germans and, and, and singing American songs. Like, listen, if you don't get soccer, it's one thing. But that that's how soccer culture is. Singing in unisons, dude, that gets my goosebumps going, bro. I don't care what song it is. The Germans embraced the damn game of football. They could have sat there and slandered it, but they enjoyed it. And that should be a W. I don't know why we got to gatekeep our own damn sport here. We sound like a bunch of fucking Brits gatekeeping the Premier League. Just let people enjoy the NFL. They want to sing to a song in unisons. In a stadium that they are, they kind of own. Let them. Why do we always have to? Why? Why do we always have to bitch about the dumbest shit here in America? I swear to God, I, I thought it was a great job, and I cannot wait to see uh, what they do more of. Um, I don't believe. Do we have the Mexico game this year? I need to look into that because I don't believe we have the Mexico game this year. So I am curious to see. Uh, if that is the case, uh, Eagles and, and and the Cardinals were supposed to be the Mexico game this year, but it did not happen. Um, moving forward, number one, the Giants are a good football team. I'm going to go on that. They are a good football team, but that's about it. They are just an above average football team. They listen, we slightly beat the Texans, right? We should have beat we our score line should be more than 29-17. But the Giants. That looked like they got lucky yesterday. And then, of course, <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> Listen, I am not one to get into football banter like that. 
I just don't have time. I'm too mature for it as well. But I will say this. I do enjoy sitting back, relaxing on my couch, on my seat, wherever I'm at, and watching Cowboys fans implode before our eyes. They are freaking the heck out. After all season long, they have been doing but nothing, nothing, but worrying about what the Eagles and Eagles fans are doing and saying. Yet they haven't been worrying about their own damn football team. You shouldn't have lost to the Packers. You had a 28-14 lead in the fourth quarter. You couldn't close out two touchdowns? Aaron Rodgers has nobody to throw to. Now, that Watson kid, he's definitely gained some chemistry with, with, with A-Rod. But, dude, the Cowboys should have won that game. And this is why you focus on your own self in football and in life. Just worry about yourself. Don't worry about what, what he's doing or she's doing or they're doing. Worry about yourself. And that's that's karma, ladies and gentlemen. And next time you guys want to criticize a hiring of an interim, not a head coach, an interim head coach, make sure you guys do your research. Jeff Saturday may have been an analyst. But Jeff Saturday also has been watching the game from afar and also has played in this game and also was a leader of one of the most influential teams of all time, those Colts teams. With all those leaders, Peyton Manning, Tony Dungy, Bob Sanders, Dwight Freeney. Come on, give me a break, guys. That was a well-deserved win by the Colts. But it was a fun NFL weekend so far. And, of course, it, it caps off with the birds on Monday Night Football. No Carson Wentz here tonight. And, you know, just kind of my last uh, remaining thoughts is that, dude, I'm excited for tonight. I'm really, really, really excited for today. It's going to be cold. You guys been outside today? It is cold. We're going to have a football weather tonight, ladies and gentlemen. The, the breath coming out of the, the face mask. Okay? Lineman in no sleeves. By the way, if you're a football player playing with no sleeves, you're a, you're a different type of crazy. I don't know how you play with no sleeves on. It is fucking cold. And when you get hit, Imagine getting hit in the face mask by a fucking helmet. Or, I'm sorry, getting hit in your arm by a face mask from a helmet. That hurts. It hurts so much, especially in the bitter cold. But, dude, this football team is built for that type of weather. The best part about this team is that although we do know that we, we have ourselves a really good football team, the one thing that we do know is the fact that this team can 110% run the ball over anybody and, and, and everybody. And that really is what makes this team that much better. Now, I, I do get curious because I do feel like Ron Rivera is trying to get the most out of this football team. I do feel like it's a little bit too far gone. I'm curious to see how much fight they have. They've been a different team with Taylor. And Taylor Haneke, like we talked about, is going to bring the most out of this football team. He gives the, the commanders their best opportunity to win that's playing quarterback on that roster. Man, I don't know what Carson Wentz does next year. I really do not know what happens next year. But we shall see. And I'm so looking forward to the interview. I am. I cannot wait for that interview. Donovan, Mike Vick, Jalen Hurts. Why didn't they wait Randall? I don't know. 
Uh, to the kid who, who commented on my TikTok, uh, where's 11? Dude, that was pretty funny. That was pretty funny. It could have been Carson. Like, we could have still been talking about Carson. You think about that? We literally thought Carson Wentz was the franchise quarterback. We were never going to have another quarterback in the city for the next 10 to 15 years. Things happen, man. What's that, what's that term that Herm Edwards said? Not for, NFL, not for long? Not for long, man. Not for long. And unfortunately, that's that's the kind of the case. Uh, moving forward, switching gears with our Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, this past weekend, things have kind of turned around. For, it's funny because with our winter sports, with the Phillies now over and the Union as well, things have kind of changed around a little bit where during the run of the summer sports, you had the Flyers having a great start to their season and looking really damn good. And the Sixers were the complete opposite. They look lost. They look hopeless. And everyone kept screaming at the top of their lungs, fire Doc Rivers. And now the, the Sixers are coming off of a three-game winning streak. And this past weekend was a great weekend for the boys. Um, back-to-back wins over the Hawks and, and the Jazz. And the common denominator of both those wins is that Joel... Hans and Bede showed up. 42 points on Saturday against the Hawks. 59 against the Utah Jazz. The first place in the Western Conference, the upstart Utah Jazz, the Sixers, and Joel and B were able to take it to them. These are two solid wins. And look, here's my thing. Now, you can call me negative. You can call me this. You can call me pessimist. You can call me all you want. I'm in. I'm a realist, and I just observe things, and I give you guys my observations. And what I observed over the weekend was the Sixers went back to what worked last year. When in doubt, feed the ball to Joel Embiid and let him eat and let him dominate. And it, it was clear that Joel Embiid is getting back into shape, and he was ready for that opportunity. He's turning it on a little bit. I don't think that that is conducive for winning going forward. I, I, I get that Joel Embiid is a monster, and I get that when he's on and when he's playing in his own zone, that is really hard to stop. But we all kind of know that. But this team needs to learn how to play as a team. And that's one thing that I feel like needs to get fixed. I do like the defense. I do feel like the defense is getting better. And when Joel Embiid is dominating, you don't have to worry about what's going on in the paint because throughout the season, they really have, have really been dominated in the paint. When it comes to points in the paint, when it comes to uh, rebounding, something they have been struggling with this year. But when you got Joel going off, you know, it, it, typically things do work out well for you. Um, on Saturday, you were without the Anthony Melton, which you were able to get back yesterday. Um, but I, I, when you got Joel and B doming, everything kind of just opens up. The spacing is kind of there. Uh, you can get guys that are open from the three point line, and you know, you saw. Some, I thought I saw some great runs, and the energy was much, much better. I really felt like the energy was much better this weekend. Off ball is so important, especially when you got a big like Joel Embiid. You got to be able to move. You got to be able to find a ways to get open or position yourself in transition. The transition points definitely seem to be much better. And of course, when you look at the Thursday night to Saturday, yeah, Thursday night to the Saturday night games between the Sixers and the, the Hawks, obviously, you had the back to back. Um, Doc decided to put Matisse Thibel in the starting lineup. I thought Matisse Thibel looked a little better defensively against the Hawks. The Hawks in general are not a good shooting team, ironically as it is. Um, and the Sixers were able to capitalize on that. And then again, on Sat on Sunday, you were able to do the same. Now, the strike fives do concern me at times when you're talking about going up against Joel and B because just a, a lot of these stretch fives are, are a little bit more agile on their feet than Joel and B would be. 
But I thought Joel Embiid handled himself finely on, on, on Sunday. But that Jazz team, it's fun to watch. It really is. It's a young team with a bunch of guys with a chip on their sh- on their shoulder. They get a lot of guys who can play both ways. That's one thing I, I do see on this on this current Sixers team. You don't have a lot of guys that can play both ways, and that's kind of a concern for myself. This league is a is a bunch of dudes who play both ways. Long, lengthy guys shoot the three, play defense. I mean, Sixers realistically have none of those guys. <laughs> realistically. You got a couple ball handlers and Maxi and Harden. You got Tobias, who's more of a four. I know he's playing kind of that space out guy, spot up guy. I guess a wing, a, a prototypical wing player, but that's not really his his bread and butter. Then you got Joel Embiid. Now I, I do see a lot of Sixers fans bringing up the whole Charles Bassey and Isaiah Joe thing. They're both playing really well for the Thunder and for the Spurs, respectively. I mean, I'll say this though. That situation, it reminds me a little bit of the Markel Fultz situation. The fact of the matter is, you had a certain amount of roster spots you could, you have to take up for, right? And unfortunately, Joe and Bassie didn't make the cut. And that happens. Those guys needed further development. Those guys went to situations that were conducive for them. They needed to go out there and they needed to develop. And they went out there and they did that in their respected spots. Isaiah Joe's getting some minutes. He's look, he shows some flashes, but he still work to do. Charles Bassey, listen, Charles Bassey had Joel Embiid, the best center in the game, with Montrez Harrell, which you can argue whether or not the Eagles, the Eagles should have signed him or not. But the fact of the matter is, he was the veteran big that you kind of needed on this team. Then you got Paul Reed, who a lot of you guys have high hopes for. And I think that he brings more to this basketball team because of just his defensive prowess. He can defend multiple different positions. And he's got some athleticism. So for Bassey, he really left him with nothing. And I'm happy he's doing well with the Spurs. What he has, like the mo- he had like the the most uh, rebounds in a game since Tim Duncan or something like that? Or, I forget that stat, but it's good as them. Now, I did like to hear the shot that he took at Doc Rivers because I don't agree with Doc Rivers not giving young guys opportunities. And by the way, that that uh, that, that, that short jumper that Paul Reed had yesterday that went over the net. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't answer to that. <laughs> that was horrible. Absolutely horrible. That's why you give him more minutes though, Doc. So he doesn't do that later on in the season. <laughs> We're not going to win championships with guys like Paul Reed and Charles Bassey. Well, the Spurs might win something this year. <laughs> Pop said he wasn't even a G League player. And Doc had him buried in the G League. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the Isaiah Joe one is a little bit more difficult because you can make the argument you kept him over for and Korkmaz. But I, I get why Doc kept him in here, the, the playoff experience. And the problem with Furkan Korkmaz is you know you will get like two to three games out of the year where it's like, holy f-ing crap. Is that Furkan Curry? He looks aggressive. He's driving. He's knocking out every shot. It's flowing. And then he just disappears. And that's just the frustrations of Hurricane Korkmaz. But it's like, do you keep Isaiah Joe, who has realistically done nothing and has barely shown any improvement, just some, some flashes in a pan, or Hurricane Korkmaz, who's got veteran experience and you know is going to give you Steph Curry performances twice in the, in the calendar year? It's a tough decision. And the Sixers decided to go with Furkan Korkmaz. 
you're not going to part ways with Harden, Maxi, or or uh, or Melton, right? And I guess if you want to throw in Shake Millen in that, I mean, Shake Millen's more of a ball handler, and so that what that's what kept him in this roster. But I'm happy for Isaiah Joe. I'm happy for Charles Bassey. But we we got to move forward here, guys. It's kind of like the process. How many players came to the Sixers who were on championship situations? I mean, Tony Rowan was on the Grizzlies. Grizzlies had no need for him. So they sent him to us. And there was a lot of players like that. Hollis Thompson. Chikar Sampson. What else am I thinking of? Uh, Henry Sims. There's a lot of guys like that during those times, man. But going forward for this basketball team, like I, I don't think that things have been solved. I need to see some more. I need to see some more team or more ball movement needs to happen with this basketball team as well. Now, obviously, James Harden probably got like, what, two weeks till he comes back? And it took a little bit of adjustment time for him to get back. And with James Harden out, Joel Embiid has taken kind of the focal point when he's healthy, and, and you see what happens when that happens. But I, I, I like the thing is, is that everyone gets excited over these type of games when Joel Embiid goes off. I don't need to see that anymore. Like, I know that he can do that. Now, the Sixers have about four days off. So after those two great wins, they get four days off. And they're going to be back on Friday. So we'll see how they handle practice. And, and this is the time where you integrate new things into your team. Like, one thing that does concern me a little bit is the fact that P.J. Tucker has barely got or barely um, contributed much to this team. Like, I know what his role is. It's defense. It's rebounding. It's threes from the corner. But, I mean, like, he's just been kind of MIA with this basketball team so far. But we'll wait and see, man. Doc, Doc's not there. And I know you guys want Doc out. I don't. I really don't think it'll happen, though. I really don't. The Sixers would have to go, like, on an absolute implosion. Like, lose 10 of 12. Like, something crazy needs to happen for Doc to go. And the problem is, is that will Doc learn by playoff time? I just Doc's stubbornness is just... Is just going to kill this team i just feel like it is i think in a regular season you'll be fine like in a regular season you have enough talent that it can mask the issues internally with the sixers but i think come playoff time that's really when it highlights the weakness of the team especially with doc rivers and his coaching so we're gonna have to wait and see uh what happens there what's up ash k it's good seeing you here man hey feeling let's just trust the process hey we always trust the process here that's all that's all we do here man it's uh that's why we're at where we're at man all right. How about uh, how about um, Hanky retweeting Woj during uh, Joel's impressive night? Huh? Sam Hanky staying relevant in, in the Sixers land. Hey man, do you, do you man? All right. Well, the other part of Philly of the our winters here in Philly sports, the Philadelphia Flyers. Um, yeah, they're coming back down to earth a little bit now. Seven six and two, uh, coming off their third straight loss in a row. Um, if you look at it now, though, um, they have lost. Uh, six of their last eight games. Um, and so, yeah, one part of why they have kind of fallen off a little bit, talent is starting to catch up on them. You know, there was a point in period where they were just scoring just enough and the defense was doing its job and Car or Carter Hart was just standing on his absolute head. But now, you know, this weekend you lost Wade Allison. You're still without Cam Atkinson. You're still without Sean Couturier. Still without JVR. So you're having, you're missing some key pieces here with this team that really could push this team to another level. I really do feel like if you can even get three of those four players that I just mentioned, 
it could really make a big difference on this hockey team. But um, to me, that's really was the main issue. Uh, I just think that talent is just is starting to catch up on them. Now, I do agree with Torts. I did think that the energy was good. I think it was just simple mistakes that kind of just bit you in the butt in a big way in, in three of these games. And obviously on Saturday, you had the, the closure coming back into town, which you know, it's, it's cool to see. I, I appreciate the standing O that they gave Clojure before as well. Um, but you know, you couldn't you couldn't really help out Carter Hart uh, on on Thursday. You had uh, the Johnny Hockey game in which you went up against the Blue Jackets and Johnny Hockey, and and I'm glad that Johnny Hockey did what he did. It was a goal and two assists, I think it was, um, as he should, as he absolutely should. And then the Stars, listen, the Stars got started off quickly on um, yesterday. They started off with some energy. They put some shots on that. It was a 2-0 game by the end of the first period, and it was really hard for the Flyers to kind of come back. Uh, that was a nice goal in the second period, which I really thought that would get things going. Um, the line with Tippett, Konechny, and Hayes really is gaining a lot of freaking chemistry, guys. Um, and they had a really nice goal um, off of – and they're, they are moving so much faster than last year. A quick break, a, a full zone uh, type of goal. You had uh, Tippett going all the way down the ice, goes gets close to net, has a little spinorama, gets finds Kevin Hayes on the right hand side, and then Kevin Hayes with some great visions finds TK just wandering into the zone unscathed, and TK just rips that bad boy. And but that was really it. That was really it. The Flyers could not cannot capitalize on that goal, and uh, the Stars added on two more goals in the third period. And that was really all she wrote in this game on on Sunday. So. Look, the Flyers just need to keep fighting, and it is what it is. You're you're obviously missing some pieces here, um, but you just got to keep fighting. Um, you can't just you can't just make the excuse that you're you're shorthanded. You just got to find a way to keep fighting here. I did see that they just did call back up Max Woolman. Uh, Tanner Lazinski went back down, so they're, you're going to keep seeing some shuffling in those final two lines. Glad to see Noah Cates back at center, and I think that I do like the defensive pairings. I do think they need to settle in. Right now, you have uh, um, Provorov with D'Angelo. You have Sanheim with Braun. And then you have Sealer with uh, with Risto. And Risto also has to get going as well. He's really, really, really been super slow to start off. But another positive, uh, Travis Konechny has been absolutely filthy this year. He's really on. He's been the best player for the Flyers this year. Um, and it's crazy that out of all the players on this team, if you would have told me that TK would have been the one that really benefited from John Tortorella being our coach. I would have called you a liar because I, I really did not see that happening, man. So we'll see, man. So the Flyers are back. Uh, they'll be back on tomorrow against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Johnny Hockey's coming into town. I'm sure a lot of Johnny Hockey family and friends will be in the stands for that one. Uh, who's excited? Oh, we're excited for Birds game day. Look at that. Wrong one. Go, Birds. I'm ready, man. I'm ready for some more hurt season. Hurts for MVP. He's in the conversation, guys. He's really in the conversation, which is crazy. I'm excited for some some Eagles football. We'll be back tonight for the game recap as well. Yeah, I know Flyers got to pick it up, man, but the power play kill has kind of got to get better, but those injuries still affecting. Ask, how about this? How about we stop giving so many power play opportunities as well? Yes, the PK absolutely needs to get helped on. But let's stop shooting ourselves in the foot and giving these teams opportunities, especially against a team like the Dallas Stars with guys who can put it in the net with veteran leadership. Uh, that would be nice. Let's just eliminate so many power play opportunities that we give away. 
Torch still has aggressive energy towards the team, and he gives that excitement. He's really uh, been a breath of fresh air, guy. Honest to God, he's been a breath of fresh air. He's exact uh, what the team kind of needs, right? He's a no nonsense type of dude. Uh, he keeps these guys uh, grounded, and you know these guys haven't done anything. And until they actually do something as far as winning a championship, he will let these guys know they have not done much of anything. So I I, I really like um I really am, am buying John Tortorella. That's why I do believe that if this team doesn't make the playoffs, they'll be close to it because I think that just John Tortorella's influence is going to be big enough for this team. And there's also some good pieces. They just got to gotta, um, gotta stay consistent. Got to stay mentally tough, man. It's a tough stretch right now. Uh, TK, 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 TK. Goal-scoring machine this year. Not just that, man. He's just a hustler this year. He's doing everything. He even got into a fight on Saturday. Like, TK's not one to get into a fight. And he did it. He started. He got the energy going, man. He's doing everything this year for the Flyers. Uh, ask it. We we do not need OBJ. Do you see our wide receiving room? You think we need OBJ with AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, Quez Watkins, Zach Pascal? We do not need OBJ. And plus, what is what does OBJ have left? I really am curious what he has left. But let him go to the Giants. Let him go to the boys. The boys could really use him. He looks more like a cowboy, anyways. He doesn't look like an eagle, but it's 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 definitely not happening. Um, with the Phillies, real quick, uh, a kind of a turn of events here. So we're obviously in the midst of all season. Winter meetings are about to begin, if I'm not mistaken. But the real question today, and and, and, it, and it threw me off. So there are reports that the Phillies are actually heavily and are heavily in on Xander Bogarts of the Boston Red Sox, who is. A now, thing is that there is a connection with Dombrowski and Bogarts. Obviously, we all want Trey Turner, and it's clear right now that the that the Phillies are going to go out and they're going to go get a shortstop. It is clear that that's more than likely going to happen. But who do we go out? Who and Bogarts turn out? That's the guy. Um, now we're gonna be diving deep this motion goes on. But in 2022, Bogarts in 150 games, he had a 557 at bats, he had 171 hits with 73 RBIs, 15 homers, and a 307 batting average. Trey Turner last year with the Dodgers, 160 games played with 652 at bats, had 194 hits. With uh, 100 RBIs, 21 home runs, and a 298 batting average. So realistic, either one of these guys would fit perfectly, perfectly this lineup. What it probably is going to come down to is asking price. And I genuinely do believe that Trey Young will be demanding more money on the market than Xander Bogarts. So I think I'm right now I'm leaving Xander Bogarts. I'm leaning more towards Andrew Bogart, and it does not seem that um, it's going to be uh, 
for sure Xander Bogarts or for sure Trey Young, Trey Turner, Trey Young, Trey Turner. So things could change here uh, going forward. So we'll see what happens. All right, let's go backstage and let's bring on one of you guys in here. Start off with Ian. Ian, what's happening, man? What's going on? Um, I'm doing all right. I'm definitely still at stage six of the whole grieving process, which is getting the beeping revenge for, for both titles. And I'm going to be surprised that, honestly, I thought we might lose some people in the expansion draft. Got and now on. I'm... Yeah, we got lucky on that. And so it's too short Who's going to be gone? Who's going to be here for that? But everyone's looking at the Eagles fine. Now here's the trick question. Do we look at Jim? Do we look question Jim here on this? I think that was something that I don't think people have really questioned. This is his fourth. Fourth final that he's blown. Three U.S. Open Cups and one... And obviously now an MLS Cup. How long does a coach like that keep staying around? He can get you to the destination, but he can't cross the finish line. What makes you think he blew the MLS Cup? I'm, I'm not saying he blew it. That one was... Beside, the only thing I think they could have done is, hey, put two guys on Gareth Bale. He's coming in. That was the one thing that should have been automatically said, Hey, get that done. I don't think that goal gets in. That's the only thing, but he's it's not blowing games. It's just like you've lost four finals. You have to win a final at some point. That is the obvious goal. And he's not done that. I mean, listen, I'm not going to disagree with you. And he's got to get the job done. I think what you look at, though, the if you look at where this team came from, like he didn't take over the Los Angeles Galaxy, he took over the Philadelphia Union, who literally nobody cared about. If you even look in like 2017, 2018, like nobody cared about the Union, not even in Philadelphia. And he's taking this club to where it has never been. So I think that is where he kind of gets the leeway. I agree. Like if he was with like Real Madrid, like he would have been sacked by now. But I, I, I do feel like if you look overall, this team went from being below average to an elite squad with the money that they have spent, which is not a lot for those who are listening to this. I think that's what really has kept them around. Now, the goal going into this year was getting into a most cup. It, it's increment steps that you're trying to do here. And obviously winning in any professional level is not easy. So if he's coming back next year, and obviously depending upon what goes on in the offseason and the moves that they do make or or whatever leaves Philadelphia, the expectation is going to be getting back to the MLS Cup next year. And at that point, depending on what the squad looks like, Jim's going to have the pressure of going and winning the MLS Cup. I mean, the dude was so close. I mean, PK, it is hard losing in a penalty shootout, but the team, definitely gave, it, get it, def the team definitely gave it a fight. Um, Gareth Bale can do what he did on Saturday in his sleep. That He's done that to some of the best clubs in the world. So, we should be proud that he did that to our club. <laughs> well, ironically, we're gonna have to play him again for the in the World Cup, and that's gonna be something interesting. Depending on how the U.S. does in the World Cup, do they look at Jim? Do they look somewhere else, or does another country look at Jim and say, hmm, "You know what? He's done this with basically nothing. Maybe we give a tap." And then, who does Ernst Tanner bring in for that in there as well? That's the other million-dollar question. 
I, I think that when it comes to international play, what it really is tricky about Jim is tactical flexibility because it feels like whatever the uh, athletic uh, director tells him to line up, line the team up in is what he'll line up in because the four two three one was all Ernie. The four four two diamond's been all Jim. Now you have seen Jim in situations like we've seen the Christmas tree get iterated. Um, you've seen Jim in 2019 implement the 442 diamond with the 4231. But, you know, when you are a, a, a manager of a nation, you have to work with what you got. You can't buy players. You can't sell players. You have to work with what is American or whatever your nation that you're representing. And that's the tough part. I think All that all citizenships. Yeah. Well, well, that too. But it, you know how it's limited. It's that, that's the point. It is limited. And so for Jim, I think that it's more likely of him getting a job in Europe as a manager of a club than him becoming an international manager for one of these countries. Yeah. That's going to be other question. Like who does, if he does get it, who does he bring up? Does he go to someone bring other players in from like in Europe or does he stick to the MLS route? Does he bring in someone else? from the, We know the Arison brothers are probably going to get, get in there. Maybe he'll bring in, Someone, a former union member like Austin Trust or something like that could happen as well. That would be weird to see because people saying he was expected to at least be on the bench squad this year, which was kind of shocking. Dude, Austin, I am so proud of him for how mm -hmm. far he has come. Um, I think that Jim would go somewhere that it would be a full collaboration with an athletic director and him, kind of what he's been doing right now. I don't think he would go to Europe and get full control. Remember, there's still a stigma around Americans, especially in managing. Um, Jesse Marsh, there's a lot of pressure on him because he's in the Premier League as an American manager. Um, so until until that pressure kind of comes off, wherever Jim goes, he's not going to have much of a say besides the actual day-to-day -day with the club. Yeah, well, we are seeing actually that break within Leeds because Leeds gave – who's their American coach? I can't remember the name. Jesse Marsh? Yep. They're giving him like full reign. And as you should, you need to have that balance in, with the partnership between your athletic director and your man. You can't just look at your manager and be like, this is my way. You either do it my way. No, no, you can't have it like that because it's not a good relationship. And and the manager is the one that is responsible for winning and losing on, on match days. So you need to have a, a healthy relationship. You need to have that open communication dialogue, man. Yeah, and that's going to be interesting. Now, the pro Flyers, I knew this. Now this is part one starts to oh, here comes the dive. Like, uh, yep, I was expecting this by now. As much as Carter Hart has done great, I was expecting the defense and everything else to fall apart. Eagles, we maybe we can do a knock on wood. We can actually might get, get the perfect season because Miami, the Miami Dolphins of 72 are freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> Sixers. I don't know what, like, Embiid is still Embiid, but, like, it's still the same issues. Question was talk, and now that Kevin Durant is being brought up again. That's right. Can we talk about KD, man? Yeah, that's interesting. That won't fix. That won't fix. This team needs a dynamic three, and that is much cheaper than getting Kevin Durant. That's all this team really needs, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. I think Doc can get this team back to the playoffs. I don't know if Doc can get this team past the second round. But this team right now needs a dynamic guy at the three who can shoot and play defense and can run the court. Because you got Maxi who can lead the charge on a quick break, but you don't got many guys that are running with him, and that's a problem. And that bench ain't helping. 
The bench, I think, is still a work in progress. I want to get Melton back down to the bench because that's a ball handler that I'm actually enjoying to watch. PJ Tucker needs to get going, but he's been more with the he's been running more with the ones. Niang, I mean, you know Niang. Niang, he's hot, he's hot. When he's not, he's really not. And that's the problem. Montrez Harrell, I mean, that game in, in Atlanta, um, I mean, he really brought them back in, in within 10 in the final minutes. And He's just a workhorse, and I, I I just think that what this team realistically needs is more time to play together, but they need a dynamic three. I think that's what's missing. Yeah, and then we'll see what the Phillies do. I I think now they're going to open up the pockets and actually get the pieces they'll need. They're especially at the shortstop position. It's mm-hmm. looking like Bogarts or Trey, uh, Trey Turner. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really pick your poison, man. What do you want to spend the money on? Uh, I mean, both I think, were great at the shortstop position, I, and I think that can provide what you need as a back goes, um, depending on what you want to spawn. I think Turner, they might hit Turner, fix the bullpen a little bit, and maybe since Verlander hopped out of his contract, I don't know if he's going to consider going him. Carter did, Carter did say there were some prospects that might be coming up for that back. Um, pitching start because then maybe we will see depending on Thor seeing how he could come out of the be that third maybe fourth guy and then the question is what will Bryce be if he needs Tommy John yeah yeah a lot of question marks man a lot of question marks here um, and this so thing has to be cool World Cup who do, you, who do you have for your final three uh brazil argentina and i will go with i'll go with england i'll go with england as my as my final i went argentina portugal shocker but i think the shocker here might be the u.s if the u.s there's a route actually for them to hit third place over uruguay Sounds like it's up to Burhalter, and we'll see what that. That's looks gonna like. be the trick. <laughs> <laughs> we shall see. Ian, I really appreciate you coming in here, man. We'll talk soon. All right, brother. All right, talk to you later. Always good catching up with Ian. So we'll see, man. I've honestly been binge watching a lot of Colombian stuff. I'm kind of in World Cup depression. Um, been watching a lot, a couple Colombian national soccer team documentaries. Uh, two Escobars is one of them. Some of the the series, the new one on Netflix, uh, the final score, and I'm about to watch the re the a rewatch. 93 World Cup qualifiers, Colombia versus Argentina, the 5 nothing thumbing of uh, Argentina. So that's kind of where I'm at. been a depressed soccer fan as a World Cup fan, and especially with the Union losing as well. But, guys, I got to head out. I got to run. got to get back to work. But thank you so much for watching, guys. Appreciate you guys uh, checking in. Remember, tonight, Eagles game recap. We'll be back right after the game to recap it. So make sure you guys stay tuned. Make sure you guys like button, subscribe. Until next time, I am El Parcero Philly, and I'm telling you guys, let's go Philly sports. Talk to you guys soon.